Okay, what's going on, guys? Welcome to a brand new episode of Energize. Ross, are you intoxicated or something? How's the form, bud? Man, all is well, all is well. Um, look, Team Team McGregor's f- gonna be full on the Irish uh, Forge Irish out now because uh, they're out of the competition effectively. Uh, it's seven now to Team Chandler now. The last fight doesn't look uh, too promising. It's Chandler's number one bantamweight versus uh, McGregor's number four bantamweight. So. Look, it just goes to show that uh, the returning veterans are the men and the prospects couldn't live up to the hype. I think uh, out of all the prospects, I think Lee Hammond is the only one who actually put his best foot forward, really. Maybe Trevor Wells as well. I think they're the only two who I was like, they gave a good go. Uh, who's the barber again? Oh, uh, Gutierrez. Is yeah, yeah, he looked all right. Yeah, yeah, like not bad, like not bad. Like you, like. Was he better at cutting hair or fighting? That was the question. Probably couldn't hair, probably couldn't hair. But uh, look, this season it looks like we're going to see the first ever whitewash on the ultimate ultimate uh, fighter. Obviously, you saw at the very end of the episode as well. Like Connor asked the question, he was like, "What happens if it's a what was the phrase? Did you say a whitewash or did you say, use a different yeah. phrase? Yeah, yeah, clean sweep, whitewash, clean sweep, clean sweep. That's the one you use. Yeah. So what happens if it's a clean sweep? And then you can sort of see the producer in the background with Dana White being like, oh, maybe we'll see if someone wants to swap teams. I was like, maybe Brad Gatone will swap teams uh, <laughs> after this. Like, that's probably the only the only one possible, really, isn't it? Do you know what? I was actually thinking, right? I was like, I was like, there's no way people are going to want to go into Connor's team now. Like, you, like you're sort of, you're winning. Why change it? But then I actually forgot Brad isn't actually on Connor's team. So uh, maybe Brad, yeah. Cause, uh, yeah, but... I was going to say, also, at the end of uh, the the episode, you see Connor actually has, like, a back and forth with, like, Team Chandler as well, like, sort of insulting the the fighters, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, team here today, gone tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. So, I was like, oh, Jesus, like, that's that's definitely rough, you know? But, uh, this is the fight game, man. Look, look, like, for instance, we were talking there, how far do you think Jason Knight can go in this as well? Because, like, that was, that was probably one... Like a lot of these fights are finished very, very fast, but like Jason Knight going in there with all that experience, um, like how, how far do you think he can go in this? You know what? I think he could go all the way. I think he is undersized. I think he's actually a featherweight. Obviously, he's fighting a uh, a lightweight, but uh, like you sort of have to look at the look at the pack if you know what I mean. Uh, yeah. Like Roosevelt Roberts looks very, very good as well. Like he's he he could knock out anyone at any stage. You know what I mean? So. Like, I don't know, at this stage, I think it's anyone's game. I, I almost think, even in the bantamweight division, you know what I mean? Like, you got Brad, you got Timur Valiev. Uh, I think, obviously, we saw Cody Gibson got an injury. Like, he's probably, in my opinion, like, number four favorite at this stage to to get the job done. Obviously, Hunter yeah. Reserve fights this week as well. He's fought Brad before, so, like, there's a bit of an interesting, uh, interesting dynamics there as well. But I think at this stage... Anyone could could win the show, to be honest. So, so here we'll make a prediction for next week. Because, um, do yeah, you we need, think we need to see the brackets? Yeah, well, do, do you think it'll be a clean sweep? Absolutely, like hundred <laughs> percent. Like, where's the positivity, man? Where's the positivity? What? Water is wet, and it will be a clean sweep. 
And then do you think anyone would go into Connor's team? Maybe Brad Katona. Was that it? Probably, yeah. I think so. Like, seven I on think. one, like. Well, I suppose yeah. if you do move on to Connor's team, you have a full squad of people there looking after you. You know what I mean? That's do you think Connor's yeah. team would like that? Or like, do they get to just go home? Take well, I'm sure I'm sure they'd be happy to have Brad there. You know what I mean? They're all just going to stay for Brad. Yeah, but it, it, it's also a bit of a funny one because at the end of the day, you also ha- have to look at it from their perspective. Like, what what does Team McGregor actually do now? You know what I mean? Yeah, no. Yeah, well, what do they do? I mean, like, do, do we're like about to do a 12, 12, 12 show series, and like the, we could be finished as of next week. <laughs> yeah, but are the our team McGregor like? Do they go home? Do they continue to like train? Like, do they like, party? Yeah, or like, is Conor McGregor expected to stick around to coach people who aren't on the show? You know what I mean? It gets, it does get very, very strange uh, when you look at that. But like, I suppose maybe Brad Katona goes goes across. I'm, I'm looking at the lightweights like Jason Knight, Roosevelt Roberts, Kurt Holliba, and Austin Hubbard. Do any of them really move across? Maybe one does. I suppose tactically, you might be like right. If I go over there, I'll have Owen Roddy, John Kavanagh, and Conor McGregor, and like they come up with a game plan to beat these guys. They've already trained with with them as well, so like you might get a bit more individual attention if you moved across. Yeah, well, I, I can't see Roosevelt Roberts saying that because he said he he wants to slap McGregor. Uh, Jason Knight having this sort of back and forth with McGregor. I don't think he'd do that either. Although he fought Artem. I know, but like he was having a bit of a back and forth in Connor as well. You know, I know he said there was no hard feelings, mm-hmm. but next week Connor's like team here, here today, gone tomorrow. Yeah, well, I suppose Kurt Holliba, uh McGregor said John Kavanaugh tipped him to win the whole show, so like maybe he's someone who move across. Oh yeah, do you know what? I actually don't think he was that impressive at all. I know, like Lee put him to the sword. Oh no, Lee dominated him for eight minutes. So I actually think Kurt Holliba's win over Lee Hammond is the biggest comeback win in Tilton Fire history. I can't remember someone being beaten that comprehensively and come back and getting the win. What about um, Roy Nelson against um, Kimbo Slice? Well, when Roy Nelson absolutely crucifixed him. Uh, uh, that was after. That was after, Ross. <laughs> that was after. Yeah, like, that That was the most dominant display I, I've ever seen someone have in the Tilton Fire and not get their hand raised. It was very impressive. I'm still a little bit heartbroken over that, to be honest, Ross. No, but, uh, we'll find out more next week. Like this could, like uh, I'm beginning to enjoy these series, Ross. But uh, there is bigger fish to fry. Is there anything else? Yeah. Oh yeah, quick question: Who has a flatter nose, Jason Knight or Jack Della Maddalena? I think Jason Knight. Like Jason Knight <laughs> loves getting punched. Loves getting punched. Uh, what do you make of him? Like calling himself a hillbilly and, and that. Like he's he's such an interesting character. He sort yeah. of. He's like so strangely lovable, isn't he? Yeah. Do you know what? It's people like that that makes you love. Like not only MMA but the UFC. Do we get these all these different characters? We've been talking about uh, Bryce Mitchell. Like just like uh, Jason Knight's so happy to like hunt gators. Like I know I asked yeah. you, did, did you like what's the food? What's the food? Crawfish. <laughs> no, but the, the whole thing is is it something? It's like a bowl or something. Crawfish. Well, I actually like, don't. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 okay, yeah, okay. But, yeah. I think you're right. Actually, I think you're right. Actually, but this week, would you eat gator? This is like something out of like what's the what's the movie? Well, that, in fairness, I, 
I think I'll try anything, but like I sort of want to see where it's cooked. To be honest, like not on like the back of someone's fire pit or something like that. Like it was like in a restaurant, maybe. Well, like, Gordon Ramsay's like, like yeah, <laughs> Gordon Ramsay you know, cook cook me a gator. Maybe maybe Gordon Ramsay's restaurant in Mississippi cooks gator. Yeah, look, I, I I'd, I'd give it a go. Like why not? But uh, yeah, he, he was a uh, anything for again, the Instagram like, likes man. Anything for that. He obviously had an interesting backstory as well that, like, you know, he was he was arrested when he was 17, but then he got served papers for the arrest when he was 19 and had to go to yeah. prison for, I think, what was it, nine months? Nine months. So, obviously, like, that sort of sets you up on a, on a negative. And then, obviously, he, we saw his UFC tenure. He went 4-0 and when he entered the UFC. Like, he was on tear. He got three fighting night bonuses and, like, blew all his cl- uh, cash on the night outs. Um, so, that obviously wasn't his smartest play and now we, now he's back so hopefully he, he can make a successful run it's a bit funny because like you see these guys stories and you're almost like they all deserve to get something out but like that's not the way it works like that's not what's going to happen so uh it's going to be interesting to see teammates fighting teammates and then i suppose with the well what's with chandler beyond like whose corner would it be in all this stuff this is a mm. it's gonna be strange Exactly, and then with Quinones, uh, uh, the only thing that I really found interesting about him uh, was when he said he offered to help Chandler get ready for the Poirier fight, and like Chandler said no. <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, maybe he's got a point to prove. And then did he lose in under ninety seconds? Yeah. About ninety seconds. Yeah. So like, in fairness, he's a titan. A... He's a titan lightweight champion as well. Mm. Like, it seems like the occasion gets to a lot of these guys. Do you want when he was sparring Connor, like it just looked like he was just almost like in awe. Yeah. Like he was like, hit me again. That was good. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. It, yeah, but even like he wasn't, he, wasn't take, he, was, he wasn't taking direction well. Like Connor was like, oh, slow mo, follow through with the punch. And then like he he just didn't do it. If you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I was like, he's actually asking you to punch him, obviously lightly, but like punch him as in like follow through with the shot. That was, that was the goal of that exercise. And he wasn't doing it. So look. It is what it is, you know, so. It's tough. I mean, like, yeah. <clears throat> doing this, we thought we'd get, like, at least t- two or three prospects through to the next round. Yeah. But um, let's see what happens. It's not over yet. And uh, Bragatone is still there, looking to become yeah. the first ever ultimate, ultimate fighter, or multiple fighter. Yeah. Um. Is there anything else to say on the Ultimate Fighter, Ross, before we come back next week and discuss the what could potentially be the finale? No, I don't think so. I think that's, like, it, effectively. I think, like, we have to see what happens next week. Is there a clean sweep? And what's that mean for that? But you know what could happen? It could be next week there could be a clean sweep, and then it could be the following week we find out what actually happens when there is a clean sweep. We we won't actually know. But, uh, look, I think it's great to see the veterans get another shot back in back in the UFC but uh, you know it would have been nice to see one prospect fly the flag it's not over yet man it's not over yet look at uh, the way Yair Rodriguez beat the Korean zombie yeah I think it's all I think it's all over I think it's all over Brad the singing is that what they say is that the phrase well it was just more it was more when we were coming into the show today and like Lee had lost last week and that was like all our eggs in the basket and now it's sort of like Ash, look, we're, we're here now anyway, and uh, we'll continue to give an L chatter about it. But uh, I, I suppose one thing that wasn't a disappointment was uh, UFC 290, Basmo. Great, great transition. Well, it depends who was watching, Ross. Yeah, I suppose uh, maybe for the Mexican <laughs> fans, it, was, it wasn't a, it wasn't a great night. Uh, t- 
you know. You, you know what? I think for Mexican MMA, if you said someone that there'd be three Mexican champions at the start of the year, they probably would have laughed at you. Um, three Mexican people held the belt. So, fair play um, to to the guys who, who won the belt, Moreno, Grasso, and obviously, uh, yeah, your Rodriguez had an interim title, but look, obviously it wasn't their, their night. I don't know, do you want to start in the main event or do you want to start in the co-main event? Yeah, we go from the top. Yeah, so obviously Alexander Volkanovski um, defeated Yair, Yair Rodriguez, third round TKO. Um, I think right now, I think for me, he cemented himself as a pound for pound and uh, number one fighter in the world at the moment. What a what, what head of Islam. performance! Yeah, I think so because I think for me, when I look pound for pound, if all things are equal, I think Volkanovski better. Like obviously, Volkanovski moved up to Islam's way. And he lost a close decision. Like, Islam couldn't come down to Volkanovski's weight. If he came down to Volkanovski's weight, obviously, I think Volkanovski would win. So, like, there was no meeting in the middle. So, for me, I have Volkanovski pound for pound number one. Because that's, that's what you're looking at. Like, you're looking at size for size. If Volkanovski was legitimately the same size as Islam Makachev, I think Volkanovski would beat him. But, obviously, part of Islam's, um, you know, advantages over Volkanovski is that he's actually a physically larger athlete. What about John Jones, no? For me, I think what we've seen, like about 90 seconds of John Jones in the last three years. Like obviously we'll get on to John Jones in a bit because his fight got announced, but we need to see more John Jones because his previous performances before the Cyril Gann fight were more lackluster than, than what we're used to with him. This is this this is the the situation when you're mm. when you're arguing over the creme de la creme or debating over the creme de la creme. It's the just the like couple of percentage difference, you mm. know. Like that's like yeah, that, tell, it, tell me this: who would you like to see Volkanovski fight next? I know we put put a poll out there during the week, but who would you actually like to see him fight next? I think I'd like to see him fight Ilya Tapuria next. Yeah, I think I think I'd be yeah. for that. I think Tapuria is definitely earned the right to call that shot. Uh, obviously, decimated Josh Emma. Um, I think he's the top contender in that division. Maybe some people, you could argue, still Max Holloway's top contender, but like we've seen that fight multiple times. The Teporia fight's fresh. I like it. I like it. I think the only yeah, other got option... got the face off and all. Like, it just... Mm. People want to see fresh matchups. That's why we have like obviously we'll talk about Drake is taking on Adesanya. It's, like that's mm. fresh. That that's something like that's mm. exciting now. Because the other the other way would have been um, Adesanya against Whitaker. And I think one of the big issues about um, Poetan Oliveira the beating who beating Oliveira? No, beating Adesanya. Oh yeah, yeah, beating who? Yeah, I'm beating Adesanya. No, Poetan. Pereira? Yeah. Does his oh, nickname know? Well, I'd never refer to him as that. I just yeah, okay. Pereira. Jesus, man. <laughs> do you do an MMA show? Uh, yeah, but him defeating Adesanya, that like changed everything up. It's like, right, now there's fresh matchups again. I think like keeping the freshness is what keeps you intrigued. Like if you've seen something before, you're sort of like, you sort of believe you're going to see the same thing again. But like it, it doesn't always go the same way. But like seeing something fresh is just like, you're like, wow, that's something different, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, yeah, and I agree. The face-off with Tapura for Volkanovski was definitely something that uh, 
makes that match more intriguing. I think the only other option is to do like an Islam rematch, but I think Falcon Alves has a bit of an, bit of an injury. Islam's going to fight on the Abu Dhabi show, so he needs needs an opponent by then. So I don't think uh, I don't think uh, Volkanovski will be ready for that. So that, I also think he'll be ready for two ninety three either. So uh, it looks like Volkanovski's going to be on the shelf for a few months. So at the end of the day, like that won't be next for both of them anyway. Like you're probably looking later on in the year. You're probably looking November or something for Volkanovski to return. Maybe at the end of the year as well, yeah. Mm. So like, well, uh, yeah, but, do, but I'm fine with that. Do, yeah, do, do you think he did that face off with Topuria after the fight just because he saw him like Adesanya do the face off with Drakus? So he's like, here, I need to like because uh, everyone wants to be the star of that card, you know, and especially if you're the the main event headline winner, you want to be like getting all the headlines in, you know. Potentially so, but I suppose like at the end of the day, he's he's a champion. He gets pay per view points, so like. He can do a face to face with two or three different people, and then like obviously whichever one gets the most traction, he can be like, right, that's the fight that I have to do next. Because at the end, they sell the pay per views, get the pay per view points, get the, get the milli dollars in the back pocket, you know. Yeah, do you think he won so decisively now that he is sort of in a situation where it's like he's gonna win no matter what? I think. That could so, have been so maybe the Islam. Except, sorry, sorry, sorry. So maybe the Islam fight is the one people want to see because they think it's going to be harder. I, I actually think Taporia actually won so well that people are intrigued, and because Taporia has never lost, can he actually go on and be Volkanovski? Like Volk, it's been proven Volkanovski can be beaten. It's not been proven yet that Taporia can be beaten. So like that makes me want to see that fight more. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, okay. Uh, Ross, the co-main event. Yeah, uh, Alexander Pantoja uh, defeated Brandon Moreno via split decision. Um, <laughs> for me, like, first of all, unbelievable fight. Second of all, like, the post-fight speech when, like, he was, like, calling it was da. I'm, you know, being like, are you proud of me now? And, like, his da left him. Like, for me, I was like, first of all, extraordinarily emotional. Secondly, I was like, oh, I thought most people, like, their da banned them. They'd be like, screw you, dad. But he was like, he was like, all I want is my dad to be proud of me. So, like, obviously, he took a, a different route to it. But uh, obviously, drives him, man. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And that's it. That's a, that's a strange. No, that's it. That, that's a very scary, like, thing to drive in. Like, that's uh, yeah, yeah. The, the, it's, nightmare stuff. Uh, almost. It's an ultimate motivator, really. Um, obviously, look, Pantoja just seems to have Moreno's number. That's the third time they fought. That's the third time he's won. It leaves Moreno in a, a bad situation, but I wouldn't be sh- shocked if that belt did a bit of a pass the parcel and Moreno became champion again at some stage in the future. It seems the top of that division seems to be very, very elite, and it seems to be anyone could beat anyone on any given night. And it's not like Pantoja, including who? Necessarily, including who? Uh, Devison Figueredo, um, you know, Mohamed Mikhaev's coming around, around the outside to get involved in that mix. Uh, Albazi, we saw him and Kaikar France uh, had a really close fight. I think Kaikar France is probably in there as well. Like, I, I wouldn't rule out Kaikar France beating one of those guys on the day. And I don't know if I said Devison Figueroa, but like, obviously he's there as well. Yeah, so, like, there's about five or six what, guys in what there. About Brandon Royval? Uh, Brandon Royval's always an exciting fight. I feel like he's never managed to win that big one, but like, he, he's definitely in there. Like, he's probably pound for pound one of the most exciting fighters in the UFC. I'd definitely be uh, a fan of his. Uh, yeah. And then um, uh, Manel Cape as well. Um, 
the the Portuguese Ronaldo uh, or the MMA version of Ronaldo. Uh, he's definitely in there as well. Like he's got some electric knockouts uh, on his record. So you know, I wouldn't rule him out either. So there's, I think Floyd for the first time in a while is super exciting. I think because we sort of got over the four fights between Figgy and Moreno, and there is a few contenders on the cusp of looking for the title shot. Um, and I think. It probably will be one of those two back in again. I think it's I think Figgy Pantoja for me I think will be a great fight. And if UFC have any plans to go to Brazil, like it's a brilliant fight to bring there. Uh, also, you'd be left with a Brazilian champion still because after Man Nunes retired, there was no Brazilian champions, but it wasn't for long because uh, Alexander Pantoja the next pay per view. <laughs> yeah, so there you have it. So yeah, the thing you is, know, Brandon that, Roy- go on. Brandon Royval weighed in as a replacement for that main event. Yeah, he did. Like, like that's always a strange one. Sometimes it means a lot. Sometimes it doesn't. So uh, it's strange. Like obviously when Colby Covington did that, they were like, right, you're next. Uh, I think Kelvin Gastel or Vicente Luque did it before uh, for one of the welterweight fights, and then it was like, nah, you're not next. So what about Anthony Smith? He got fully passed over, didn't he, for like two other people? Man, he he missed weight. Like, <laughs> yeah, true, true. So like. Yeah. There's no guarantees in, the, in this in this fight game. You know what I mean? So it is what it is. But uh, look, I'd love to see Pantoja fight Figgy next. Who would you like to see him fight next? That'd obviously be very good. But like, isn't Figueredo sort of saying he wants to move up to 135 pounds? But seeing now that Moreno lost, it's like, well, Jesus, give me back the celery sticks, bro. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely a funny one. Like, yeah. I, I wasn't convinced about that uh, uh, Albazi win over Koykar France. Like, that was a razor close decision, in my opinion. For me, not really enough to get a title shot, so I'd rather see him fight Figgy, and I'd rather see Albazi fight Moreno, I think. Yeah, okay, yeah, I like it, I like it. Uh, Patoja was calling for the, t- the fighters below him to fight each other, so like uh, Figueredo against uh, Brandon Royval, Albazi against Moreno. I mean, and then... Uh, yeah, put them on the same card and then have the most impressive winner get the title shot. And see where uh, Mohamed Makayev, like comes true after UC London Ross. Yeah. Um Drake is two plus he's defeated Robert Whitaker, right? As I said, myself and Ross picked the winners of each main event. And um like I I thought that um Brandon Moreno would win and Ross thought that Volkanovski would win. And then I was like, right, I'm picking Moreno and I'm going with Rob Whitaker as well. And then they both lose. Drake is two plus he's take it like he man, he beat him like unbelievably well. Like he put a like a he put the whole middleweight division on Bass. Before we go into that win, Ross, should, is, is there, what, where does Robert Whitaker go from here? Uh, like, I don't ever think he's too far away from a title shot. Like, put it this way. If he goes back and wins two more middleweight, he's right there. He, he's ne- he's never really gone away. Like, he doesn't really lose back-to-back fights. You know what I mean? Like, there's... Just, you couldn't see him a, a, a welterweight, no? No, I know he's fought there before, but I think yeah. that cut is too too much at this stage of his career. Yeah. And I think he's undersized that like heavyweight. I think he can definitely make another run at the belt at, at middleweight. Like, look, obviously, Drixter Duplessis has incredible power. He got caught, didn't get a chance to recover. Duplessis was all over him. And that's just what happens sometimes. I think, you know, if Whitaker fought Kanir, do I, who do I think win? Well, obviously, Whitaker. You know, if he fights Sean Strickland, I also think. Uh, Whitaker would win. I mean, like he fights any of these sort of other middleweights. Like Pereira's gone, so like that's like that's a massive name out of the division. So 
like if Whitaker wins his next fight or the fight after, he's probably there ready to rock. It. Yeah. You know what I mean? And also, who say Whitaker doesn't uh, weigh in as the replacement uh, for UFC two ninety three for the next fight? What you make of because, it? Because uh, it's gonna it's gonna be down under, so like his name will carry weight there. Definitely, but like Trickus, like just ran amok, didn't he? Yeah, it was it was a very very impressive performance. Uh, I don't think a lot of people were picking him going into it. I think people thought his skill set was limited. I think they thought Whitaker's skill set would blow him out of the water. And look, he held his own there, and like those hands are very very heavy. And I think you know he might be a problem for Adesanya. He's he's definitely got to be the stronger fighter going there. Like very good possibility that he hits harder than Adesanya but it's more can he catch Adesanya obviously that's that's where the, the issue comes in and then I don't know about you but like it's borderline uncomfortable the the battle of Afri- Africanness between the two of them when you're watching it you know what I mean like you know Izzy's dropping the M-bomb on him I almost feel like he's trying to like go to him and to use it back and like you know they're trying to say who's the real African I, I just don't understand why they can't both be African. I don't understand why one of them has to be real and the other has to be fake. Like, Izzy was born in Nigeria. Drake is born in South Africa. Like, they're both born in Africa. Uh, I think I think maybe the battle is to actually drag the UFC back to Africa uh, and where it will be. But, like, I don't know if any if there is many stadiums in Nigeria, but I know there's definitely a few stadiums in, uh, in South Africa. So, like, from my very, very limited knowledge, I'd say there's a higher chance of bringing the UFC to South Africa. Yeah, we'll see what happens. It's uh, it's definitely not the, the this is only the start. Like, but um, look, it, it's it's going to be creating a, a like a lot of hype for mm. this big fight, you know. And then look, being a former rugby player for Volkanovski, he's worked. Let's see what yeah. happens with Rick Duplessis as well, because um, he showed everyone up there, and now he's one step closer to the title shot. Well, he basically has in the bag hasn't been mm. announced yet, but Ross. Overall, it was a great event. Yeah, like there was some like there was just pure barn burners, like Bone Nickel won as well. Um, any honorable mentions, Ross? I thought the Bone Nickel win was actually yeah uh, quite quite uh, telling. I think there was four under one minute finishes on the card as well, which is insane to see. So like, yeah, it was it was a it was a very interesting card. Like you say, it's one of those ones you watch from start to finish. Um. And also, I suppose it being International Fight Week, we got we got given an announcement of a big fight, Basmo. Um, we got given John Jones versus Steve Amio, just man. What do you make of that? Yeah, what do you make of that? I think that's a big fight that like everyone is going to look forward to, like at the way they're going to sell it. Obviously, John Jones, like the potential goat. Yeah, potential I, I, pound, pound number one against like the. The heavyweight, the heavyweight champion who with the most title defenses, so arguably the, the greatest heavyweight UFC champion ever as well. Like in Madison Square Garden, like we've been there. It's a that's where those type of fights should be held. Yeah, for me, it's an absolutely barn burner of fight. Uh, probably the last steep base career. His, his opportunity to go back out on top. John Jones' opportunity to cement himself further as the greatest of all time. I think two. Unbelievable athletes, and they're going to do it in the Mecca. John Jones for Steve Amiot, UFC 295. I'm all in on it. I'm like, give it to me. I want to see it. Um, let's let's see yeah. who is the best heavyweight of all time. I know John Jones only had one fight there, but 
if he if he gets the job done over Stipe, like he enters that conversation. Uh, he's definitely in the conversation for greatest fighter of all time. And like, what a fight! Like two highly skilled athletes, two guys who people are going to pay big money to go see. And you know, I think UFC announced that at the perfect time. Yeah. Oh no! I did like that's. I I just like when big fights get announced, man. Like, cause then um, you're just like it, it makes doing the shows more exciting and like more people like interacting with the show when big fights are announced. Like even the way Tyson Fury is gonna be fighting Francis Ngannou now. Like, unfortunately, he's not gonna be for the title, which is um gonna a slight shame. But uh, I suppose they are gonna throw down and try and knock each other out, Ross. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, obviously it's going on in Riyadh in Saudi Arabia. Um, look for me. Uh. I think this is an easy win for Fury. I'm happy France and Gagne was getting getting that bag, as the kids say these days. But uh, to me, like I'll watch it as a spectacle or whatever, but I don't expect it to be competitive. Yeah. Uh, also, over the weekend, it was fantastic results for Irish MMA. As, uh, sorry, Franz Malambo, John Mitchell and Dylan Took all won in PFL on Saturday. And... Andreas Binder won on Sunday at Levels Fight League as well. Suppose he's world champion there, Ross. I didn't know if they did world champions. Yeah, they the, the do. Well, I suppose he's fighting from all over the world. So, like, uh, he was from. Yeah, they, the did, they didn't UK. promote it as world champion. Like, but oh, okay. there's like, there's the world champion. I was like, all right, well, I didn't know that was going in. Yeah, uh, also, this weekend, Irish MMA is competing in the MMA Four Nations: Ireland, England, Scotland, Wales. In Wales on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and. Uh, Kingpin Boxing is this weekend as well in Dublin's Tree Arena and Jer Harris returns onto APFC that's anti-Showtime Pettis' promotion on Sunday the 16th and there is obviously UC uh, Fight Night Holly Holm is taking on Bueno Silva Ross that's that's basically nearly everything bro exciting Man, another exciting week ahead in MMA <laughs> you know it. we we do it all here guys thanks a million for watching this show if you like the show make sure to like share subscribe and as always Stay, Stay energized. Energized shot. Up the Irish. Been sussing you guys a couple of times. I've seen a couple of clips. I think you've done some interviews with Dylan Moran and that. But I, I, I saw. So keep going. Keep up the good work, guys.